from the Coil Free Library in downtown Chambersburg. It's the Progress Pod, a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress. I'm Pete Mazzoni with Jeremy Kate. On today's show, we're going to speak with Francis Ashenpong, Ph.D. Chancellor, Penn State Monalto, about an amazing new Monalto Launchbox Entrepreneur Program. Launched in 2015 by Penn State President Eric Barron, Invent Penn State is a $30 million initiative redefining the university's land-grant mission to include entrepreneurship and innovation, programs, tools, and resources that accelerate the movement of great ideas to the marketplace and make a substantial economic development impact in Pennsylvania and beyond. Thank you for joining us today, Francis. Sure. We're glad to have you here to talk about this interesting program. Tell us about how you got involved in LaunchBox. Right. So the university decided to take this model that um, the university has had for over a century now, which is the extension model, where Pennsylvania State Extension, Penn State Extension, is in every county helping farmers over the past century to evolve farming techniques from the rudimentary techniques that we had from the turn of the century to the high-tech science-based farming that we have now. Mm-hmm. So this is a footprint of the um, extension. Um, For the listeners, he's showing a map that offices, shows all right. the places that right. this program can be found, and it does go throughout the entire right. state. So we decided to use that uh, model for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. and redefine what a land-grant university does in the 21st century. So now we have 21 innovation hubs that we've established across the Commonwealth. Penn State Monalto was funded in the third iteration, the third year of the funding program. So you mentioned that Penn State committed $30 million to it. Mm-hmm. So they've been giving seed money to these innovation hubs, $50,000 a year for three years, $150,000 total. For each different hub? For each different hub Mm -hmm. to bring free resources to the community to help aspiring entrepreneurs bring their ideas to market. So we applied for um, seed money because we thought this was a great thing for our community to have. And we were funded in the third year of the program And the reason I'm running it is because I don't have any full-time staff yet. But um, we are hoping that um, down the line, we will be able to have an endowment that will generate enough revenues to turn this over to staff to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so tell us about how the program works. Right. How do you get involved? What are the resources available? Right. So... This is available to anybody in the community, not just you know people with a Penn State affinity or Penn State connection. Obviously, we want students, faculty, and staff to take advantage of it, but it's for the entire community. So we have a launch box space uh, downtown, um, and we offer workshops in there. These are free workshops, and we advertise them broadly. So anybody is, is free to come to these workshops. And since we've been um, running, um, since January 2018, we've had 42 people come to our workshops because, you know, we have people sign in. So Mm -hmm. we know who's coming and we know what their business is and what they're hoping to get out of the workshop. 
So that's one of the things we, we do. We've done workshops on, so you have an idea for a business, now what? Which is very basic. We've done workshops on how to put together a business plan because some people are stuck on that. That can be one of the toughest things. It's, right. it's one thing to say I have a great idea. It's another thing to say, how right. do I actually bring it to market? Exactly. And we have all these partners that uh, we partner with that we, you know, we bring in and, and we use their resources. So, for example, the uh, workshop on how to put together a business plan was facilitated by somebody from the SBDC. Mm-hmm. The very first one on what to do with your idea was facilitated by somebody from SCORE. Okay, now tell us about who those people are and what the right. SBDC is. Right, so the SBDC is a small business development center, okay. and they have an office in, in Chippensburg University. Um, so we partner with them, and um, they you know, serve as a resource for us. SCORE is, is the you know, society, it's, it's a council of retired executives. Oh, okay. So these are people who ran businesses. Lots of experience. Lots of experience, and now they're volunteering their time mm-hmm. to help people. We've done... Um, workshops on what form of business to choose. So we had an attorney, Tracy Ross, local attorney, and a CPA, Ryan Stoffer, together, tag team, come into the space, do a workshop on what to choose as a business form. Do you want to be a sole proprietorship? Do you want to have a partnership? Do you want to have an LLC, an S-corporation? These are things that people, you know, um, might not know what is best. Well, and if you're the creative type, those concepts don't even occur to you, right. you know? You're just an right. idea person, right. sole proprietorship. What is right. that? Right, And so now you mentioned you're an idea person. So then there comes the question of, is your idea something that can be protected? Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about intellectual property. So Penn State has an intellectual property clinic that has a director who worked in Silicon Valley, and she has a PhD you know, in the sciences, and she also has a, a JD. So she runs this clinic. So she comes down every year to talk about how you can protect your bright idea, whether it is a patent, or whether it is a trademark, or whether it's a trade secret. And the beauty of it is because we are offering all of these services free, we're not charging anything, they will actually walk you through getting a patent. The only thing you would have to do, Pete, is pay the filing fee. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't have to pay any attorney's fees. So in other words, you really that's get That's a it. huge savings. That's a huge savings. And that's part of what we call de-risking, de-risking. the whole process. Because without that, somebody might never get started. You know, because right. They, they would contact an attorney. They would give them their fee, and they'd say, well, that's the end that's, of that. Exactly. Um, we also partner with Penn State's Entrepreneur Assistance Clinic, which is separate from the um, IP clinic, Intellectual Property Clinic. Now, this Entrepreneur Assistance Clinic will actually help somebody set up the LLC that they decided after they came to our workshop that the LLC is the best form for me. Mm-hmm. We'll hook them up with the Entrepreneur Assistance Clinic. We've actually had three companies come through our workshops. So um, they've gotten help to set up an LLC. They've gotten help to get a federal um, taxpayer ID. They've gotten help to get a state sales tax license, all for free. Mm -hmm. They just had to pay filing fees. Sure. We even had a nonprofit in Shippensburg that has been set up, um, Shippensburg Revitalization Group or something like that, 
Um, and um, not only did they help them with this process, it was already an LLC. The Entrepreneur Assistance Clinic told them, you really are better off as a nonprofit being an INC, an INC instead of an LLC. So they converted them from an LLC to an INC and helped them with a whole bunch of other stuff. And they were interested in tax abatement in Shippensburg so they could you know, do some things for the borough, for the county. So the clinic actually gave them a, a LERTA template, template L-E-R-T-A, um, and it has to do with, with um, you know, revitalization and tax assistance. So that helped them a great deal. Um, so two for-profit companies up and running that came through us, all of them got LLCs established through us, a nonprofit that is actually bringing cultural events to Shippensburg. So patrons are supporting the restaurants and That's supporting great. right, supporting um, hotels. So some good things are happening. So I come to you with my idea. Right. How do you help me vet my idea? Because right. I'm sure there are good ideas and there are bad ideas. <laughs> right. So how does, how does Launchbox kind of work me through whether or not right. my idea is even viable? Right. So oftentimes what I'll do is I'll get an email from somebody saying, you know, I've heard about the Launchbox and um, I'd like some help. And this is, you know, what I, I'd like to get some help on. Or they might not say exactly what they need. They'll, they'll get in touch with me and say, you know, I'm getting started and I need some help. And I'll ask them, well, exactly what do you need? And based on what they tell me they need, I will refer them appropriately. Mm-hmm. So is the answer not just money? Um, well, we don't give money away. Okay. So we don't give money away. We give free resources away, but not money. So we have seed money ourselves from the from the university. Okay. And it is out of that seed money that we're providing all of these free services. Mm-hmm. So money is the one thing we do not give away. But having said that, Penn State has invested in a venture capital fund called 1855 Capital. The university was set up in 1855, so they're calling it that. Now, Penn State doesn't own it, but Penn State has invested in it. And it's run by a guy called Matt Rhodes, who's the general uh, manager. And um, they invest in companies that have a Penn State affinity. So if somebody came out of one of these launch boxes and they really are promising they might get an investment, but obviously it's, you know, it's it's for equity. Mm-hmm. They take um, an equity stake in it. It wouldn't be a, a giveaway. Mm-hmm. So based on what the person needs, they might just need help with a business plan. So in that case, I'll send them to Cheryl Young, you know, um, at the SBDC. Um, they might need help with marketing. So we have had workshops on how to get the word out about your business. Um, and uh, that was done by a lady by the name of uh, Kristen Ledig. Uh, we also did another one called Purposeful Marketing that Kim Kreider did. So I would invite them to come to that workshop if you want to know how to market your business. And we've had people come and sit in. They've been given lots of resources, lots of ideas, and they've run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have existing businesses that come to you, maybe that are struggling? So we have existing businesses that have certain needs. Mm-hmm. So we've helped seven existing businesses. We've, I said earlier that we've helped three businesses be formed, but we've helped seven existing businesses that were already in existence that needed some sort of resource. 
So, for example, we had um, a company in Greencastle called Native Niche, mm. and they do landscaping for people, but they only use plants that are native to Pennsylvania. And it's a good uh, idea. They came to us and they, you know, wanted to do some things now, which were beyond uh, expertise, obviously. So I connected them to the College of Ag Sciences, mm-hmm. and um, they took it from there. Right. Right. So in a sense, you're kind of uh, a connection to resources that people wouldn't normally have access to. Exactly. So if you look at our mission, one of it is to connect people to resources. Another one is to inspire people. So the way we inspire is, you know, we bring students who have successful businesses, and I'll tell you about some of them. Yes, let's hear We bring them down from State College because they seem to be doing so much. Happy Valley Launchbox is very well resourced. PNC Bank gave them a million dollars, and the university matched it. So they got a $2 million endowment. The university will match a million dollars and name a launch box. But they will match any gift that's at least $25,000. So Happy Valley Launch Box has a $2 million endowment, and uh, they have a great space, co-working space. And they've got all these STEM students doing some fantastic mm, things, right. and, I, and I'll share some things with you. So we inspire by bringing students down. We do a little forum so our students can see students who look just like them, who've set up companies, and they're getting investments. Some have graduated and moved out west. You know, I'll tell you about some of them. We also motivate, you know. So we have a, a lion tank competition. It's kind of like Shark Tank. I don't know whether you've seen uh, Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. For those who don't know, you right. bring your idea before a bunch of well-established uh, entrepreneurs, and they either uh, send you home with your tail between your legs or fund you. <laughs> exactly. So we have a lion tag because, of course, it's got to have something Penn to State. do with the nitly lion, right? <laughs> and uh, we have a, a panel of judges um, that we've been using you know, since we started. We're, we're going to go into our third lion tank competition. One of them is a retired banker, you know, John Rods. One of them um, is an entrepreneur who actually got started by licensing Penn State um, intellectual property. Um, her name is Lindsay Coverett, and she's doing very well. And uh, the other one is the head of um, Global Data, um, Mike Turkovac. The IT company. Tur- Turkovac, right. Mm-hmm. So those three, they serve as our... You know, uh, Are they as tough as the TV show? They are stuff. <laughs> now, the, the top two um, contestants get a prize. We give the top contestant $1,500. So that's you know, some of what we're using our seed money for to motivate people to come forward with their ideas. Second place is $1,000. The very first competition we held, the person who won it was a nonprofit. Somebody would set up a nonprofit that already existed called Kirsten Hubbard. And the company's called Ghostwriters. It gave her a lot of publicity because WDVM came and covered it. She was on TV in the Quad State area. That always helps. And um, she used the $1,500 to upgrade her computers. So, What does Ghostwriters do? So Ghostwriters, they, they do grant writing for people. They do marketing for, for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. For, they do you know, um, grant writing. They do marketing. They help people with fundraising, you know, things like that. Happy Valley is a hotbed of entrepreneurship. You might think it's just state college. It's right, not. Right. I mean, there's so much innovation going right, on up so there. Right, so much innovation going on there. They have a place up there called Innovation Park. And some of these students 
one of whom I'll tell you about. Um, let me see if I can pull out his information. He, he now actually has, he's graduated. He now has an office in Innovation Park attracting lots of funding. His name is Hunter Swisher. He was an ag major, and he worked with these faculty members in ag who you know, did some research with phosphorus. And he saw a business opportunity, so he licensed the intellectual property, set up a company called Phospholutions. Nice. <laughs> and so what he's doing is he has a patented soil amendment that traps up to 98% of fertilizer in the soil, and it prevents runoff. So it's far more efficient and cost-effective than conventional phosphorus fertilizers. Mm -hmm. Sounds like this, there's a market for that. This was a student, yeah. right? I'll show you another student who is now in California. He went out west, but because of the high rents, you know, in Silicon Valley, he relocated to Oakland. But Chevy Carbasi, he formed a company called Moicor. His granddad had cancer, and he had to drive him constantly to the lab to, to draw blood and things like that. And he thought, there's got to be a better way. So he um, started researching how to do it better. So he came up with a test strip. You can prick your finger in your own home, put it on this test strip, and in 30 seconds, you get a full blood count. And he has a smartphone app that he developed that will send the results to your healthcare provider. Interesting. So he's attracting lots of investment. And like I said, he moved, he graduated, he was a biology major, moved out to Silicon Valley, but is now in Oakland because the, the rent is too high in Silicon Valley. So, I mean, those yeah, are... Yeah, the stories about the cost of living out there are uh, So these are great success stories, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so obviously, um, Invent Penn State is really having an impact. Um, in terms of statewide, when you look at the 21 innovation hubs, so far they've served 2,500 entrepreneurs. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. And 224 startups. Oh, that's fantastic. So we have three right here, which are probably not in this count because we did our own survey you know, recently to find out from the people who've been coming what they've done with all the help they got. 208 product development projects, mm -hmm. 146 new jobs. That's okay, phenomenal. Those are metrics that count. That's exactly With right. With the economy changing and adapting, how important is entrepreneurship to the health of the state economy? Right. So entrepreneurship has always been important. You know, People will probably tell you that small business has always been the driver yes, I of, agree with of, that, of the economy. Yeah, so if we can help entrepreneurs get off the ground and bring their ideas to market, whether it's a new product or a new service. It doesn't always have to be a product, a gadget. Right. You know, it can be a service. Um, that's great for the economy. It will stimulate economic development. It will, you know, boost the economy because jobs will be created. People will earn a living. They can pay taxes. They can get employees. They can right. continue to grow. Exactly. Where is the Launchbox space in right. locally? So it's 40 North 2nd Street. It looks like a carriage house. Um, so it has quite a bit of character. Um, so that's where we hold the workshops. It also has a, you know, a, a co-working space. 
So if we had an entrepreneur who was working on an idea, who didn't have an office, wanted to have a desk where they could work, they can come and use a desk. Mm-hmm. You probably provide Wi-Fi and... Wi-Fi, and we have a 3D printer in there in case they're working on some kind of a prototype. Is this, is this building staffed, or does someone need right. to plan so in advance to use did, it? Right. We did have a student intern okay. who has graduated, so it currently isn't staffed, even though we've been looking for a replacement intern mm-hmm. who can spend some time in the space. But we might get a call, and somebody might say, you know, can I use the space, and yeah. we, we will make arrangements. Looking at your website, you offer services at five different levels. Right. And it starts with level one. Here's right. the idea. Right. And so I present my idea. Right. And determining market opportunity, how is that done? Right. Because that's got to be one of the trickiest things out there. Right. Is there anybody out there that might need this good or service? Right. So um, when we refer you to school, you know, or to SBDC, um, one of their volunteers will be talking to you about that. Um in, in the Happy Valley launch box, they have, you know, a whole thing that they do in the summertime. You know, if you're accepted into the program, they have a summer program. They actually give those folks like 10 grants where they don't have to work. And they can just spend time. And that's only up in Happy Valley? Up in Happy Valley because they have so many resources. Well, what are the qualifications to get into that program? Um, you, you have to apply. and, and um, It's got to be fairly rigorous, so, I imagine. Yeah, right. Fa- fairly rigorous, and you have to be committed to the idea. Mm-hmm. So they do like boot camps and proof of concept, you know, type things, you know. So, but here we would connect you to somebody to help you think it through and to see if, you know, um, is there really a, a market for this beyond maybe your 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 sibling saying we think this is a yeah, great yeah right mom and dad saying go for <laughs> this it this is a great <laughs> idea, right? So is there a problem that this solves? A lot of the time, that's what it comes down to. That's an interesting question, because if you can answer that in the affirmative or the negative, we can tell you whether or not you've really got something. Right, right. And so if if it solves a problem, then there might be a need Mm -hmm. in the marketplace for it, Mm -hmm. right? The thing I'm hearing is that what you're offering is the structure that can help a business grow. Right. You know, as we were talking earlier, it's great to be a creative and have a, gr- a good idea. Right. But all these are basically the building blocks right. that help the idea actually right. become right. real. Right. right, And so what we have done in the university, they call it an entrepreneurial ecosystem. That's exactly, that's perfect. Right. So these 21 hubs really are an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And, um, you know, the IP clinic, the Entrepreneur Assistance Clinic. And there is actually a clinic that revolves around ag. And um, Well, it's true to their original mission, right. I guess. Now, Dickinson Law School, they are our partners, too. They have something called the Business Law Society. So these are uh, law students who work with a law professor by the name of Samantha Prince, who teaches entrepreneurship law. And... Um, they came down and did a workshop on franchising. Should I buy into a franchise? You know, so she came with like three law students. The law students actually do the presenting, but she's there too. Critique. Can answer questions and things like that. So, like you said, we, we are just helping people mm-hmm. um, move ideas along. Is there a space that you see more ideas coming from than another, for instance, like internet companies or... Right. So one of the companies that has been established is an internet company. 
And interestingly enough, it was established by an executive of Patriot Federal. He came to our workshops because wow. he said he'd been chewing on this idea. So he came to the workshop on what form to, to choose in establishing a business, the one that Tracy Ross and um, Ryan Stauffer did. And after that, he decided to do an LLC. So he's actually listed on Amazon. If, if you order books, I don't know what kinds of books he's selling. I'll, I'll ask him, but his name is John Kilduff. The other company, um, I think he calls it um, it's a sports-themed sports um, company. And I think it's all-star sports displays, I think, is, is what he calls it. He came to almost every workshop we did. He was re- really dedicated. Yeah. His name is Eugene Savis. And so he um, got help to set up an LLC, and he makes um, these wall-mounted trophy um, displays. But they're sports themes. So I've seen one. It's a big baseball okay. that you would put on your wall, and at the bottom of it, it's got little hooks for you to put uh, your medals on. feel really good about your Right, success. put your medals on. So he's called All-Star Displays LLC. And he says the displays are laser cut from metal, and then they're painted with industrial powder coat. So he does direct sales and sales on Facebook because he hasn't constructed a website yet. Now that brings up an interesting question. Do you guys help with things like shipping logistics or production logistics? Because if you do have a tangible good, shipping can be a huge issue. Right, right. We haven't yet had anybody ask us about that. But um, interestingly enough that you would mention logistics, our campus just started this past fall, we just started a four-year degree in you know, project and supply chain management. That's an important part of our economy. So we've hired a PhD in that field. So I suppose if somebody needed help, we could refer him to our PhD. Do you find that there's more students, more people from out in the community? What, right. what is the kind of the balance that you're seeing? For us, it's been more people in the community. Mm-hmm. For Happy Valley, I think it's probably more students. Mm-hmm. But they also get people from the community. I mean, I've been in the Happy Valley Launch Box visiting, and there have been people from the community coming in to talk to Rachel Herder about intellectual property, you know, or to talk to um, Tom Shawbaugh because they had an appointment. But um, you see all these desks in there, and they've got little plaques, you know, with the names of the startups that are working on it. And um, it's a lot of students, especially the STEM students. It's interesting that they are more entrepreneurial than the business students. That is interesting. <laughs> that is very interesting. Yeah. I think it's because they're creative. You know. They're, and they're, they're using those parts of their brain. Right. The engineering students, mm-hmm. the science students, they seem to be, you know, the ones doing quite a bit of stuff. Um, I didn't bring um, something to show you on, on a company called Reflection, which he spells with an X. <laughs> okay. He... Um, when he was in high school, he was on the football team. He suffered a concussion, and they didn't know they didn't know he had had a concussion. He came out of the game. I guess they put the finger out and they put him back in the game. That's the standard. Used to be the standard operating procedure. For three months, he was out. So he has invented something to detect a concussion right on the sidelines. 
it's a big screen and it tests, it tests reflexes, it, it will put random lights out and you, and you have to point to them to test, to test your reflexes to see you know, whether your reflex, reflexes are off. And I think he's ratcheted it up to even be used in re- rehabilitation. He's attracted a lot of investment. I bet he has. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of parents that don't want their kids in contact sports for this exact reason. Right. And he's won some quite a number of pitch competitions, as did Chevy, the guy who came up with the test strip. They've won quite a bit of pitch competitions and some big money. Yeah. So let's talk about applying, and let's just get down to the brass tacks. Right. What the dates and times and what you need to right, do. Do you right. have an idea? Right. So um, we on our website... If somebody um, wants to apply for help, they can go on our website, fill out a form. If they want to participate in the Lion Tank competition, there's a form they can fill it out. And what happens is we will look at all of the um, applications to, to pitch, and we will pick the ones that we think are the most interesting, you know, most viable ideas. We give them a coach because I have an entrepreneurship advisory council that has a dozen people on it. And we will assign a coach to them to coach them as to how to put together their presentation and come and do their pitch, you know. So if an idea doesn't make the cut, do you offer them any feedback? Right. So if an idea doesn't make the cut, if it's a promising idea but they didn't make the cut, then we ask them, as we did, you know, this past um, iteration when we did the um, the line tank competition, there was a student on our campus who had an idea for a business, um, but but it wasn't far along enough. You know, the people who pitched, they really had worked on their ideas. One of the ideas that won second place was a student from Shippensburg University came up with an invention called Powder Popper. He invented this thing that you can put on any feeding bottle and the powder is in the bottle, but you... You know, don't have to scoop powder into, you know, a bottle and add water. It's already you know. there. Right. So this powder popper, it has the powder in there. The water is in the bottle, but it's fastened. When you get ready to feed the baby, you pop the popper and the, it releases the powder into it. Ready to go. <laughs> and you just shake it. Mm-hmm. I think he's patented it. The folks who won first place, Beagle Drones, they've come up with this racing drone that you can assemble in 30 minutes. I didn't know that um, there was anything like drone racing. Did you know that? Yes, I've seen it, and it's, it's actually pretty amazing. So they're sponsoring drone races, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's, it's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. This kind of innovation, I think, right, is what really is, drives the American economy. It, re- it really is exciting. So... Um, we hope to continue to offer this service. Um, and we're looking for that uh, million-dollar donation we so we can are. get the match, right? So I'll be, I'll be speaking to the chamber um, in March, March 12th. And um, obviously I'll, I'll share with them the fact that Penn State has this you know, one-for-one match, <coughs> minimum $25,000. So we've got some potential donors out there. We've talked to some people who've expressed interest and, in, you know, uh, they chewing on it, but like I said, they will match up to a million dollars. Now we got the shock of our lives. So Happy Valley, nobody was surprised that PNC Bank stepped up and gave them a million. The innovation hub, hub in Hazelton 
somebody that they didn't even know was interested in entrepreneurship or had the capacity to give them a million when they heard about it stepped up. Oh, Hazleton has a million dollars, yeah, and yeah. the university matched it. Well, this is a fantastic program. Yeah. Can you uh, tell us about some upcoming events you have that uh, right. the local community could attend? Right. So we're actually going to do a lunch and learn for the first time. So we're going to take it to the chamber. There is a date for that that I don't have off the top of my head, but it is on our website. So February 27th. 2020, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? Does that sound right? Great, right. And in addition to that, I think Mike Ross of FCADC and some other people are going to talk about how to find funding in that same session. Mm -hmm. So that that should be great. And what's your website for the Launchbox? So it's monalto.psu.edu slash launchbox. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the well, program today. I love what you're doing. You're welcome. Um, I hope that the program really succeeds here locally. I hope so, too. And throughout the state. Thanks I again. I hope so, too. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank All you. Right, okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And find us online at progresspod.org.